Hello and welcome to another edition of Cine Critique. My name is Shane A. Bassett, your host, the movie analyst. Today's episode has a extremely Australian flavour to it. I hope you enjoy. It's unique. It is history. It is interesting. And as a bonus, you're going to hear from one of the cast members. And he not only is effective in this show, but I'm telling you, you'll recognise him when you look him up or you'll just know him immediately, Mr. David Field. The show we are focusing on today is 10 pound poms but trust me our conversation was all over the place david has done many movies in australian cinema history and i couldn't help myself but bringing up things like two hands and even mr accident but first 10 pound poms australia there's a bright future can't believe we're actually doing this here we go then Start of our new lives. Annie, this is Kate. I met her on the boat. Jam. Well, you don't see that in Stockport. Can I get any new arrivals? Open the paradise. It's like a prison at a war camp. They lied to us. They showed us whitewashed houses and huge gardens. We'll make it work. You brought us here for a reason. For me. You make your own world. You can leave the past behind. We came here for our family, for our future. We can have a wonderful life here, but we need to embrace it. So there we go, Australian Made, 10 Pound Poms, six episode miniseries screening on Stan in Australia, and I guess if it's not already, soon to be streaming around the world. It really touches a nerve, especially for uh, the history of Australian visitors and family members and heritage uh, that have come from post-war Britain. Uh, the show is set in the 50s, and it's about a family that we focus on one family, but there are many, many characters and families in this story. Uh, the Roberts family try to make the best of everything they can because they've come out to live and assimilate and get a job and start a new life in, in Australia, hoping that it's going to be fruitful and happy. Now, things obviously are not quite the same as they are in England to Australia they never have been, never will be. A lot of hurdles along the way. But you've got actors in here, such as Warren Brown, Faye Marseille, Michelle Keegan. They're not household names. Hattie Hawke especially is so impressive. There's a whole array of Australian talent in here as well. As those British performers, you have people like David Field, as we're about to hear from, and Stephen Curry, among others. I mean, it's such an interesting, diverse cast, a story I was unaware of until I looked up in, looked into it and I, I have heard people talk about their experiences on the radio and on television about actual 10-pound POM, the journey, and it's incredible what the screenwriters and the directors have done here. I hope you enjoy my chat with David Field. And uh, I'm sure you'll get a bit of a laugh. He is one of a kind. Trust me. Top bloke. 
£10 Ponds follows a group of Brits as they leave Britain in 1956. Goodbye, rain. Hello. 300 days of sunshine a year. They embark on a life-changing adventure to the other side of the world. For just £10, they're promised many things. A better house, better job prospects, and a better life by the sea in sunny Australia. But life down under isn't exactly the idyllic dream the new arrivals were promised. They lied to us. We'll make it work. My character, Annie. And her husband, Terry, make the move for their family. Annie sees endless opportunities in Australia. She starts to form an identity outside of being a wife and a mother. My character, Kate, is a nurse who leaves behind her mother and fiancé and heads to Australia in search of her son, who was taken there against her will. Ten Pan Poms is a compelling family drama full of dreams and adventures. It's about discovering what it truly takes to call somewhere home. We came here for our family, and I do not regret it. The Stan original series, Ten Pan Poms, is coming soon, only on Stan. Also, you didn't hear her there, but Hattie Hook is amazing as Paddy, the young Australian actor, I think has got a long career ahead of her. You also have Tina Bursell in this show. Uh, and, I mean, Jake Ryan, Tara Maurice, there is such an incredible cast of homegrown actors and imports, which I think combine together to make one excellent show. Here's David. I wouldn't call you that, but I will call you a, a gentleman because I, I think you might be under all those nasty characters you play. It's a great pleasure to introduce a uh, veteran of the Australian film industry, uh, Mr. David Field. This is an honour. Thank you very much, mate. Thank you. Uh, Ten Pound Palms. I mean, I want to get on to so, a few of your other titles shortly, but Ten Pound Palms, you've perfected playing a very nasty person over the years. I think this is... <laughs> Hit, hit the highest bar I've seen in a while. How hard oh, really? was it to do that? Oh, I haven't seen it. I'm glad that it impresses you in terms of uh, my nastiness. On the on the nastiness, Richter, it's it's up there, is it? It is. Yeah, you um, are a very nice human. It to to be, play a bad person is that more fun than maybe playing a good guy, or you don't have a preference? I don't know. I don't play enough good guys. They won't give me those scripts. Right. Yeah, no, they don't, they don't let me kiss the girl. They let me kill her, but yeah. they never let me kiss her. No, okay. I'm kidding, you know, but I, I, I don't really play that many. The last thing I did was probably the pretend one, which was a, a beautiful, gentle character. Yeah, okay. Uh, quite staunch, but but quite gentle and, and soft. Oh, look, I, I don't mind. It just, it, if, if it comes along and, it, and it's right for me at that time, I'll do it. Especially if it's got, I've um, played so many villains, I guess, that sure. I've turned a lot down. So, okay. Uh, when it came to 10 pound palms, the backstory, I was pretty much unaware of it. Uh, have you got any heritage, any 10 pound palms heritage that you know of or, or related to the story How in any way? Very, very dare you. How very dare you. Well, I'll you have know. Nothing to do with those people. We shall destroy them in the cricket. We shall destroy them in the football. Yep. We shall destroy them on the beaches. Yep. <laughs> well, that answers that. Uh, do you still have to <laughs> audition? Did you get the role with, by an audition or did you get asked by the producers? No, it's, a, it's pretty well all audition. It doesn't matter whether you've got 360 films behind you these days. They seem to always want an audition. Yeah, okay. Um, but it was pretty simple. And then I met the director and we had a great chat and... Yeah, it was pretty clear sailing for that one. But um, 
No, I, I found the era very interesting. And, you know, of course, all our lives, we've heard of 10 pound poms and, mm. and, you know, and use the phrase poms, um, which I only recently found out means prisoner of the monarchy. Yeah. So very interesting. I've been using it all my life and had, of course, like many words I use, no understanding of what it meant. Mm. Uh, but yeah. it, it was just a, I think it's just a fascinating time. And, and so many people in this country that I, I've run into since are, oh, what have you been doing? Oh, I just did the show called 10 pound pole. Oh, my mum and dad, or my mum and dad, or my mum. Yeah, yeah. So there's the roots are far and wide now, of course, spreading throughout our community because of this time. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's why I um, hope I didn't offend you by asking you if you had any heritage in that area. No, Obviously no you don't offend me at all, mate. <laughs> Brother, you'll have to do a lot more than that to offend me. Yeah, good to hear, good to hear. Uh, what about the location? Was that a, a real pub that you guys were drinking in and was it real beer during the filming? Don't I give you real beer or real cigarettes or uh, real anything in that regard anymore, real cocaine, no, you know. No, it's terrible. It's a terrible blight on our on our business that we, <laughs> that we no longer use the real thing. What about the the, the setting though? You were on location for a, you know most of it. I'm assuming did that get you into character a bit easier? Well, yeah. I mean, the great towns, you know, Carcor and these sorts of little places that we use. It's beautiful little heritage towns. Yeah. And um, I mean, Karkor is kind of untouched, and um, yeah, you know, the moment you the moment you drive into them, oh, this is yeah, it's perfect. This is exactly how it would have been. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that makes everything much easier. Um, the pubs, yeah, beautiful, beautiful locations. Yeah. yeah. A lot of history there on the walls and floors. Yeah. Are you saying back in the day that you used to get real beer when you were filming and drinking a beer on screen? Yeah. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> yeah. But I'm okay. a couple of footy seasons in, so, you know. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, what about the Australian film industry in general? Because streaming, I mean, everything is evolving and there's now streaming services. They weren't around when you started. Do you yeah. think the Australian film industry in general is evolving and proceeding with productions or is it getting slimmer streamlined it's hard for me to say because you know for me to just have an opinion when i'm not really in the mix of it you know i yeah. think there's other people like producers and and people who are really far deeply involved than i am in, in that side of things but from where i sit i think that it's fantastic there's so much work is, is going on here I just I am always just a little wary that we always make sure that the culture of our stories is not lost. Mm. Um, no, no, that's true. Uh, I think that's a good thing though. We have a lot of indigenous and and variety in stories that are coming out more regularly, which is a good thing. Yeah, indigenous, I think, you know, um, Australian African, Australian Lebanese, Australian Vietnamese, Australian China, what whatever it be. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, and still white stories too. Whoa, look out. What did you just say? <laughs> you better um, not say that. <laughs> you know, well, you know, it, it, it's they're all stories. If it's a great story, it's a great story. And, mm. you know, I'm, I mean, my goodness, uh, no one could ever say that I've, uh, you know, diversity is uh, something that's going to offend me. Uh, I mean, working with the Blackfellas since 88 and 
Mm. I've made three Lebanese Australian films. So mm. uh, as a director, so we were way ahead of the curve way back then, George Basher and I. And I think I think it was, you know, the, the funding bodies at the time told us we had no audience. So there you go. Right. Um, things, have, things have changed, that's for sure. Well, yeah, when it suits politics. Okay. Uh, not when it suits reality. Yep. So I think we always got to keep our finger on reality as well. Well, an Indigenous director you worked with recently, um, Ivan Sen, he's great. He's a good filmmaker. Wonderful. Amazing. Mm. Yeah. You know, him uh, and Warwick and, you know, there's there's a whole host of them out there that, are, you know, uh, have taken the opportunities that they've had and and given us incredible stories. Um, not just for you to, to be in, but for the viewer as well. Um, oh, more so that. Into your eyes. Yeah, more so that I meant rather than for me to be in. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what about your cast members on Ten Pound Poms? I mean, even though you were, you know, not a nice guy, as I keep saying, you—they yeah. seem like they'd be fun to work with. Was the chemistry great? great? Yeah, Warren and I got on like a house on fire. Good. Um, he was—he was a lovely fellow. Faith, one of the funniest people I've met in my life. She's just fantastic. Yeah. Uh, she's a very cheeky, funny, and great actress. I really liked her work. And Michelle, just, yeah, an absolute sweetheart. Mm. Um, so, uh, you know, Luke Ford, I mean, you know, got some really good people in there. You know, Luke's a phenomenal actor. Definitely. Um, so, yeah, the cast in general, it's knocked out, you know, Tina, um, Tina Bursal, and, you know, oh, yeah. it just goes on, just wonderful people. Do you still learn off? others like younger actors you've been doing this a while now but are you still picking things up from scene partners yeah i mean i don't think that ever stops because people will always surprise you or disappoint um and no matter which one it is you'll learn something yep you know yep what did you do during the COVID period when there wasn't any projects being happening were you all right everything did you cool. go into something Drank else and wrote okay yeah in that order <laughs> do you write better after drinking <laughs> um yeah sometimes sometimes yeah yeah That's sometimes it's a sometimes it's a really good aphrodisiac for for, for writing i think marijuana can be too okay well yeah um, I don't know I mean, if I'm allowed the, to say that, but uh, sometimes it can be a, a wonderful inspiration for the mind. So, some of the great poets are heavy drunks, so yeah, you, you might be onto something. You never know. Yeah, you never know. Or, or, at, least, or at least that's my excuse. <laughs> yeah. I love that laugh. I hear it a lot in 10-pound poems. It was, it's yeah. good. And it's so natural, obviously. Uh, what about um, a movie I like that you were in from years ago was Get It in Square. But there's, uh -huh. never been, there's never been a sequel. You know, I always thought that was a great Gold Coast crime comedy. Yeah, that's an absolute banger, that one. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and no one could ever forget Wenham's uh, junkie character. Such a, such a great character. A real scene stealer, that one. But we don't. Do you think we still make movies like that now? And other things you've been in, like The Oyster Farmer, which was a special film. Yeah. You know things, things like that. Do do we still make movies like that? I know we're evolving with other stories, but they seem that that seemed like a special era in the nineties. Well, I think um, two thousand uh, Mister In Between's a beautiful uh, 
you know, beautiful piece of work. I think Scott's done amazing work on that. Him and yeah. him, and Nash Edgerton. I was watching a little bit of that last night. So elements of that are still there. Um, I, I think because the film industry is cha changing so much. Mm. Like I'm, you know, I'm, not, I'm not quite sure where the distributors even sit in cinema anymore. Do you know what I mean? Like pre-COVID. Yeah. Uh, distributors were everything because of the nature of cinema, but it feels like now cinema is primarily a Marvel DC uh, occupied space. Yeah, correct. So, uh, so this thins down the ability for those, those films or many other films uh, yep. to be, to be screened and, and to be alerted to the public. So, I'm not quite sure. I look, the business kind of confuses me now and I don't like to comment on it too much because I don't know enough about it. I just know that like the rest of the world, everything's getting so corporatized. Okay. And that can be, uh, that can be a really shitty thing in many industries as we all know, or, you know, and if we're not allowed to admit to that openly, then too bad, but that is the truth of it. We all know it. Otherwise, 1% of the world wouldn't know 90% of it. Uh, I feel like I know you because, like I said, I've seen you in so many roles, even though we haven't met, and it's just one of those things being a film critic and a movie analyst now for so sure. long. I reckon I've seen sure. almost everything you've done. Oh, wow. Okay. Just about. Um, even Mr. Accident, <laughs> which, which was interesting. Yeah, yeah, go on. You bring that up and you and me are going to get into a real <laughs> bad place. Yeah, who couldn't have been that bad? Like, no, no, I'm, kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding mate I don't care what we talk about I know I know is there a reason something I've always wanted to ask you is there a reason why you never pursued overseas or did you go to LA or London to do some work because you're predominantly if not your whole career has been in Australia and whereas yeah a lot of I know it no I didn't um okay but I probably will in the next six or eight months oh okay I'm actually thinking about it now um, perhaps I've missed the boat, but, um, I'm actually thinking about it now just purely because I also have a couple of scripts over there that are, that are, uh, okay. uh films that I'm trying to also make over there as a director, yeah. but uh, no, I never did. Um, and I never, um, ever felt, you know, anything other than pride in those that did, mm. um, and did well, mm. um, I always thought, you know, it's a wonderful avenue for people, but I, I guess there was always enough work for me. I just kept working. Okay, that's good. And then I had other interests, which was to make to make films. So, you know, when we made the combination, that side of uh, my life opened up as well. You know, the idea of directing and writing, and yeah, uh, I got that bug as well. <laughs> uh -huh. So. So, yeah, I never really, every now and then it would enter my head and I think, oh, I should go and do that. And uh, something else would come up and, you know, it didn't have, plus I had kids and right. I just didn't want to leave my children, to be quite honest. I didn't like the, you know, I could go away for three weeks or four weeks sometimes working here, come okay. back and they're so different. Oh. And I feel sad that I missed out on that four weeks. So yeah. it's also a lot to do with my children. But yeah. now I would probably be more inclined to go over and, and, and do those kinds of things. Well, I'm glad to hear that. I think you might be able to make a, a break no matter how old you are if you go overseas. Um, there's a lot of opportunities. Yeah, well, a lot of, a lot of actors over there that have those kind of, you know, 
as my old man used to say, a head like a robber's dog. Um, you know, you can get good roles over there. It's it's it, it's kind of harder to break through the character thing here sometimes, just yeah. because of the size of the business, nothing to do with people's um, attitudes. Uh, but just that there's so much work there. Like a, Murray Bartlett was someone I was so proud of. Oh, that was great. Yeah. I was, you know, I knew Murray from years ago when we did uh, Wild Boys. He came, did a role for us. The sweetest fellow you'd ever meet in your life. And, you know, work for him just did not connect so well here. And then when I saw him in White Lotus, I was so goddamn happy for him. And then when he wins the Emmy, I'm, you know, like, oh. this is you know, I was they're... excited too. It was a fantastic moment. I'm, I've always been an advocate of actors and Australian films. So to see that movement overseas, someone like Murray, who before that many did not know, is great. You're yeah. Right. Yeah. So when you see things like that and, then, and it pops out, you, oh, you couldn't be happier. In your own words, why should people tune into 10 pound palms? They should tune into Ten Pound Poms for many reasons. One, the entertainment of it. Um, there's it a is. lot of humour. Um, it's a beautiful family show. Great part of our history um, that's not taught to you but shown to you in, a, in an emotional way. Yeah. Um, and I think I think the journey of this family is a, is relevant whether you, no matter where your family has come from, whether they've come from England, Ireland, Scotland, Vietnam, China, wherever, I think there's there's something that you will relate to as being yeah. someone who's the other. Yeah. Yeah. And and poms aren't that bad, right? There's some good ones out there. <laughs> I'm being facetious. Oh, you know, they're, they're okay. <laughs> they're okay. Good to hear, David. Everyone's okay, mate. And finally, um, when, when it came to Two Hands, obviously you worked with Heath Ledger and he's he was amazing. Spoke to Greg or Jordan about this. In your opinion, have you seen any other young actors come through with the potential of Heath Ledger that might be around now that you've worked with? Oh, I don't know. That, that's a really hard question because a poet who looks that good, you know, a Jim Morrison of acting, mm. They don't come along very often. Mm. And that kid was one of them. Mm. You know, he just really was like to have it all is, is, you know, it's really, you know, disgusting, yeah. really unfair on everybody else. <laughs> oh, we can laugh now. It's very sad about the situation, but that movie stands a test of time. And Greg is um, putting a television series together. Uh, are you part of that or are you not sure yet? No, he's over me. He don't use me no more. Okay. No, no, no. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, there's a, that's a great way to finish that laugh. Thanks, Dave, David. Um, real Thanks so much you. for talking, my brother. I really appreciate it. Well, I hope we cross paths sometime and um, yeah. we can have a bit more of a chat about things like Mortal Kombat and Mr. Accident. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> cheeky bastard. See ya. <laughs> See ya, mate. <laughs> Presenting the suave, sophisticated, debonair, ideal man for the 21st century. He cooks. He cleans. What have you been doing? Putting out the garbage. He's sensitive, romantic, 
and great in bed. He's Yahoo serious. Hello? Hello? What a loser. And he's back in action. I hate that. Back in traction. Roger's out. Maintenance man. As the world's most unhandy. You fought it for a handyman. What are you doing in this apartment? In a comedy. Yes! That has a screw loose. I've never seen a man use a banana like that before. Let's party! I'm not an idiot. Gonna hit a few balls. Boy! My dream is to find proof. That we're not the only speck of intelligent life in the cosmos. <laughs> so if you're looking for the right man for the job, but he's not available, it's time to call... Hello? Mr. Accident. Uh, well, there you go. That's a little taste of Mr. Accident, the 2000 movie starring Yahoo Sirius, written by Yahoo Sirius and, well, directed by Yahoo Sirius. It is interesting, to say the least, and a product of its time and a product of Australian films in limbo, put it that way. But a lot of fun uh, to speak to David Field 10 Pound Poms is screening on Stan Australia, must see, and it's not a history lesson. It's entertaining, it's emotional, it's sad, it's happy. Uh, it's got some really honest performances in it and a look back, a trip down memory lane for many people and um, you never know, your own family might have some kind of link to 10 Pound Poms and it's worth watching uh, it is sensational Australian filmmaking and production values. Check it out. My name is Shane A. Bassett. Thank you very much for tuning in to Cine Critique. Until next time, I will see you at the movies and you can check me out on social media at movie underscore analyst or on uh, a YouTube channel with lots of interviews with actors and directors, writers, authors and musicians, you name it. I try and talk to everyone and relate it back to movies. That is movie analyst Shane A. Bassett on YouTube. Until next time, bye for now.